Welcome back to the Wine That Tape podcast. I'm Jay Probs. And I'm Dr. Cash. And today, I mean, you already know it's the big day, NBA Finals, um, Game 5, and Denver Nuggets. They are our new NBA Finals champions. Best team in the NBA, and I mean, they've looked like it for the entire season. They win um, 3-1 or 4-1, um, and that that game was just a slugfest. What are your initial thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, that that game, like you said, it was a slugfest, and it was like a complete uh, – it backed up the statement, defense wins championships completely because the Heat scored just 38 points in that second half on like 14 of 47 shooting. So uh-huh. the Nuggets were playing some shutdown defense there, and Miami was just unable to score like – other other than Bam uh, having a great first half, you know they 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 didn't have anyone to rely on in that second half. Jimmy came alive in the fourth, obviously, but it wasn't enough because Denver just they had too much on offense and defense. Yeah, I think I think just the intensity that Denver played with, um, they matched and I would say exceeded Miami. I mean, there's one play that I remember. I mean, it was. Um, it was Jamal Murray was guarding at a bio, bam, and um, he almost they they went for the inbound pass and or the pass to the post, and he almost picked that off. And that's kind of the the intensity I feel like that Denver played the entire game. I mean, Jokic and Jokic and Bam were just going at it. Um, but the one thing is, I mean, I just feel like Jimmy, this guy who's been touted as a as a playoff takeover kind of guy in the fourth quarter he just I don't think he really showed up I mean he had those those two threes and then a foul which in my opinion shouldn't have been a foul but other than that he was pretty quiet yeah, yeah I, I this like most of the series really he just hasn't hasn't been efficient uh his shooting percentages have been down mm-hmm. and um like he he's contributed like elsewhere to the team he's gotten a averaging about six assists a game but yeah, from a scoring standpoint, he he hasn't been able to live up to the those dominant performances he had uh, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals and semis earlier. But yeah, and I think that that just goes. He just might be like tired, out of gas because that he really just carried that team for a monster mm-hmm. um, through that seven game series against the Celtics. Go six with the Knicks. Um, yeah, it was tiring, man. They they played a bunch of long series. Yeah, and and to me, it just seems like he ran out of gas because oh, during this series, like for for the majority, it just looked like he was trying to drive and maybe you know draw fouls or, uh, or facilitate. He was yeah, he was trying to, I feel like try, facilitator a lot more. Yeah, and try to get the weaker defender on him, but and it didn't work just because Denver just has great defenders from one through five, really. And also because I feel like the people, the players that he was facilitating to, I mean, he, he created some open threes, but they just were not hitting. Max Schuess won for six. Duncan Robinson won for three. Gabe, Viz, Gabe Vincent over for four. And I feel like those three guys, I feel like I've read off every single game this series, except for maybe game two. And they've had yeah. similar stat lines to that. Yeah, and it's like when those guys, when one of them, when those guys can't have a good game, either they have a really good game or they have a really bad game. There's really there's yeah. no in-between. And 
obviously they had more good games than bad games uh, throughout the course of the playoffs, but in the finals they were just getting shut down. Mm -hmm. They were terrible from beyond the arc, had a lot of turnovers, and ultimately I I think they they were a big part in costing this team um, a championship because they, they needed a step up. Obviously they didn't have Tyler Hero for the entire playoffs. That's and, true. And but again, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, they didn't do a good job at all to step up. Like game four, Vincent got into foul trouble early. Martin's been struggling since the end of the Boston series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what do you think of it? Uh, I don't know. I feel like at some point in that game, you have to you have to play Tyler Hero. I mean, he's he's on the bench, medically cleared. And I feel like you just give it a chance. I mean, he's such a so much better than I feel like what they had on the floor, and he could have provided a different element um, that that maybe maybe could have changed up the game. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think yeah, like we talked about this uh, a few nights ago on the pod. Um, having Hero would just it, it's a, it generates another look for Miami offensively. He's able to create his own shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless if he was 100% or not, even if he was like 60%, 70%, I think it just would have been uh, beneficial towards Miami to throw out another option on the floor, especially yeah. when Jimmy might, is, has been off his game. Caleb Martin, obviously, Gabe Vincent, they've all been poor shooting. Um, and to bring Tyler Hirwan, who can catch fire easily, um, it, it would it would be huge. Yeah, I mean, it, try, try something new at that point. There's there's nothing you can really lose from putting someone that's 0 for 4 from 3 onto the field. Like, you're, you're not losing any, like, just just try something new at that point. But, yeah, I think it's it's something that I feel like since the start of this postseason, since, since the Nuggets started that crazy run, I think they only lost, like, one game at home or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of felt predetermined, especially with all the craziness going on in the East, and then Denver just blew out the Lakers, and they've just been playing so well. I feel like it's they they just had it predetermined almost. It felt like it was just a matter of time before Denver was was going to take home that that Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, with with everything that went on in the East, you know, not everyone was paying attention to just how dominant this Denver team was, you know, they, they sweep the Lakers who everyone thought was, were easily going to the finals. They, oh, yeah, took, well, they would compete at least. That's what we thought. Yeah. And, and they swept the Suns as well, which was even more of a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, being that they had Kevin Durant fully healthy now and it just went unnoticed and it's been unnoticed, you know, not many people ha- are familiar with what this Denver team brings to the table. Um, and like we said, you know, Jokic being a, a different player, it, it, he has like a, such a different game compared to what most NBA fans have been used to seeing in the mm-hmm. NBA finals. And I think it was very interesting to see him match up against Adebayo, go at him, and, and it was huge for them. I mean, we really saw, uh, we really saw Jokic become uh, alpha. I mean, he... He scored the ball. He passed the ball. He did everything, and it was just 
he he put on a masterclass this entire playoff series. Um, he's and when you think about it, it's not like he's been playing easy competition either. I mean, he had a in. He's been playing against AD and now out of bio, and he's been going at them and absolutely killing his opponents. Um, and that's just a testament to this guy who I think is the undoubtedly at this point I feel like the best player in the league. Oh yeah, and. Yeah, not not many people look at this, but um, three of the four centers he went up head to head against in this playoff run are arguably three of the top five centers, top seven maybe you could say in in the league. You got AD, like you said, Bam, who's been a defensive player of the year conversation, mm-hmm. and then Rudy Gobert, who's won defensive player of the year multiple times, and. Yeah. It was normal for him to have a double double or a near triple double every uh, single game. Every single game again, going up against them, and it just became normal to see that stat line, which is, which is just a testament to how great he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just that active on the boards. He looks for his teammates, and he understands like when when there's an opportunity to, for him to score, you know, he keeps going at it. He just repeats what's working. He doesn't try to change anything up. Uh, doesn't care how how the defense is playing him. You know, if there's if he finds an opportunity, he's gonna he's gonna attack and it and it worked to perfection for the entire yeah. run. And I think another testament before we move on to this entire Nuggets thing because Jokic, I feel like he all power to him. I mean, he's been playing amazing this entire playoffs. He he definitely turned it up a notch. But I think he's able to do that because of the the team that's built around him, the players around him. I mean, Murray has been amazing. And then you have role players. Gordon, for some reason, he's just been popping off a few games. Um, and then you have Bruce Brown, KCP, Christian Brown. All those guys have really been amazing compliments on this team. And I think that this, this roster construction has really, I think, just defensively playing off of Jokic has really, I think, unlocked this entire team. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about this also a few nights ago. I think having, obviously, Porter, Murray, uh, Caldwell, Pope, Porter, yeah. all, all of them can stretch the floor. Um, they're able to score and defend really well, and, and, it, and it does take the burden off of the Joker, which it's huge for him because – you know, just imagine, like last year, uh, when mm-hmm. they were exactly. first down matchup against Golden State. You know, he still put up strong performances, but they weren't nearly enough to take down the Warriors. And now with that Murray addition, obviously he's back from injury. Brought in uh, Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, another great defender, um, and and it's it's really worked out. And that's also a ton of credit to that front office for making the right trades, right free agent acquisitions, more importantly, sticking with Jamal Murray, uh, you know, not trading him after, after those ACL, uh, that ACL injury. I think it's all paid off right now. Yeah, for sure. I think this, this entire, I mean, you have to credit every single player in the front office, the staff, the team. I mean, they just have built a team that you could look at and say, this is, the best team in the NBA, just roster wise, they have the best player in the league, one of his the best role players, one of the best guards in the league at this point, best playoff performer. 
and just the role players around him are amazing. Um, but yeah, that's the Nuggets. I feel like everyone kind of saw it coming. You knew deep down in your heart this team was going to make a serious run this year. But um, yeah, moving on to some other major worldwide action. Fabrizio Romano reporting that PSG are most likely going to sell Kylian Mbappe after he told them that he was not going to re-sign next year. So yeah, Mbappe sweepstakes wide open once again. Um, And could you just give us, Dr. Kasha, a rundown on who you think are probably the the potential suitors for, for Kylian? Yeah, obviously... Um, it, it was crazy just to see that news come out today uh, after everything we've heard with Messi and uh, obviously Benzema, um, all these big names flying around the transfer market. But I think the details, what we got were that Mbappe's, you know, his contract ends in 2024. He doesn't plan on extending that. Um, PSG have the option to sell him right now or play it out one more year and he leaves for free, which I think would be a complete waste because he's mm-hmm. worth north of 170, 180 million euros. So honestly, my prediction is that he will sign the extension for 2025 and they'll see how this changes. So? I think, yeah, they'll see how this Champions League run goes in 2024. And if it's another round of 16 or uh, quarterfinal exit, they'll go ahead and sell him. They realize that uh, it's going to be a, a few years till this club gets back to competing. But, you know, obviously, uh, talking about suitors, obviously Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've heard Man United thrown out there yeah, a few times. I, I've, I've heard that too. And I think especially if the Saudis end up buying buying Manchester United, that's, that's a definite possibility. I think also... We got to look at, I want to say Bayern, but I, I don't think Mbappe goes to another. Uh, I think he wants mm-hmm. to play Premier League or La Liga, one of the two kind of. Yeah. Uh, so a, competitive, a, more, a more competitive league. Right, exactly. So I, I'd see Man United and Real Madrid, really. I, I'm not sure where else would be a good fit. Obviously, anywhere he would, any club would like him, but he costs about 200 million yeah um, his wages and everything like that it's just if, yeah but I, if i had to choose a dark horse uh i'd probably newcastle? go arsenal, arsenal or newcastle i don't know newcastle could definitely have the funds to buy them and arsenal just have that enticing project they have yet to win a champions mm-hmm. league that's exactly uh, what uh, is looking for yeah i guess kind of take filling the shoes of terry Henry maybe a little bit you exactly, know exactly yeah Right, and as we know, those two are really close. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just, I just want to follow that up with, um, what do, you, what do you really think this PSG project is like? What do you think is going on? Because I mean, Messi's gone, Ramos is gone. The midfield is like we talked about before. Neymar is being linked to transfers to Newcastle to the Premier League. I mean, is this? Do you think? If, if Mbappe leaves, do you think this is the year PSG really blows it up and, and starts looking at a different approach to this team? I think it has to be the year they blow it up because they've moved away from, 
obviously their entire future the best one of the best players in uh world football mm-hmm. and it looks like they go they're trying to go young but like then again they bring in um they signed Marco Asensio who's a pretty old striker um they still have Bernard who's a 30 year old they mm-hmm. still have Verratti who's 30 um so I feel like while while there is uh there is a sense of rebuilding that club I, I just don't know what direction they're going in because they kind of have a mix but I mean sometimes it is good to have a a mix of veterans and uh age in that starting 11 but I think yeah they're once those three are all gone it's it's time to accept that they're gonna blow it up yeah for sure and I think if you look at <clears throat> how PSG is, has kind of built the club I think that's something that you're like that's not how you build a club I mean they've been they've been big name chasing basically I mean you got Neymar Mbappe and Messi so you don't make the 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 signings that you need to shore up the foundations of the club, the role players. And I think that's something that if you look at a team like Man City, Newcastle are doing that right now. That's, that's the kind of direction that they need to be taking. And maybe, maybe that's what they start doing. They, they look at a new direction, new kind of management, everything new. Um, And I think, yeah, if Mbappe leaves, he's, he's really the only thing keeping this, PSG hope of a Champions League going. I think he's he's what's their he's their hope. He's their promised land. And if he leaves, then I think they blow this entire thing up. Yeah, it's it's a done deal. And I think uh, that French league could ultimately be more competitive. There will definitely be yeah, it would be a lot funner. Yeah, more suitors to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think you have Marseille, Lens, all those different teams. Um, yeah, but hey, more competitive Liga. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wraps it up for the major news for us today. Um, thank you so much for watching. Um, make sure to check out all of our daily rewind podcasts. Um, we we post daily, and if you just want a little recap on what's going on in sports, make sure to check us out. Thank you so much for watching. Peace. Peace.